0: One two one two. I go by the name of DJ What and you're now listening to the original Jeek Podcast. Let's go. Ready to make an entrance, so that Jeeks, welcome to another episode of the Original Jeek Podcast. I am your host, Rocky Mr. Magic, and I am excited to bring you another episode here. We're going to talk, episode two of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law today. But before uh, we get into that recap and review of that show, um, I just need to give a belated rest in peace to Bill Russell and Nichelle Nichols, who both passed on July 31st, 2022, two icons uh, in the cheek world. Bill Russell, 11 time champion, first black head coach in the NBA, a pioneer, a statesman, uh, a man who stood up for what was right for black people, people in general, uh, a man who was a truly great ambassador to the game of basketball and to life. He will be sorely missed. And to, to Nichelle Nichols, um, another pioneer, first black woman starring on a television series, uh, inspirational role that she almost quit, but stayed at, in, at the urging of Dr. King himself. A woman who helped NASA pioneer and recruit people of color and women into the space program, directly responsible for that that massive recruitment and expansion of, of diversity into space. Two people that have had a lasting impact and a lasting legacy. Bill Russell, Nichelle Nichols, rest in peace. So, before we go into the, the main topic of the recap and review of She-Hulk Episode 2, uh, one quick hit here that I really think is super cool. Lego, I'm a big Lego fan for those who know, has launched a beta for a new online minifigure factory in the U.S. It's an easy-to-use online tool that's going to let you configure the face, headwear, torso, legs, and an accessory for only $11.99. I know myself, as a Lego fan boy, I can't wait for this to be out of beta and to be live. Uh, this had uh, been announced early August. It is still abated is not live if you go to the lego minifig uh factory page it says that the uh factory is not quite ready yet and to check back later but it is in the process so in these for your lego fan this is going to be just a great gift whether it's you know christmas birthday graduation um I mean, any any type of thing you want to celebrate, uh, you can do with just you know a customized Lego. I mean, you're going to even be able to put you know different designs, patterns, or even add text to obviously text that fits within you know the the torso. But I mean, the possibilities of this customization on this minifig it's it's going to be insane. Uh, so I I'm super duper hyped for this. Um, hopefully they'll get it up soon and open it up to more fans uh, of Lego like myself in the near future. But if you're a Lego fan like me, keep your eye out on the Minifig Factory page. And uh, if you are excited about this like I am, uh, what w- I want to know, you know, let me know in uh, on comments uh, for this post on on facebook or um interact you know with us through any of the podcasting apps that allow you to leave comments like pod and etc uh i love to know like what would your lego minifigure look like how would you customize it would you put text on it would you uh try to make it look as close to you as possible make it look better than you um you know, there's, there's so many possibilities. And I have questions, personally, because, um, you know, who knows what the hairstyles will look like. Will they, hey, and, and something that we talk about on this show a lot with video games, will they have black hairstyles? And will it be more than just an afro and cornrows? Who knows? But I would love to know what your minifig would look like, what you would put on it, um, and how you would customize your own minifig. All right, from here, we are going to be talking about She-Hulk Episode 2. Non-spoiler rating. Uh, I gave this episode another 5 out of 6 rating. Um, I think this episode was solid. And had some uh, had, had definitely some fun and some uh unexpected revelations to it that i that i enjoyed and that i think are you know asking questions that i hope will be answered either within this show or in some very near future properties that we see So now from this point on, you're going to be, you're being officially warned from this point. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Recapping and reviewing She-Hulk Attorney of Law Episode 2. So you are officially warned. All right. So to recap Episode 2 here, on as far as, you know, what happens during the episode? Uh, so, episode two really just kicks off right away with news coverage following the ending of episode one with the fight with, if you can call it a fight, with Titania uh, in episode one, who, uh, according to her attorneys, burst into the courtroom as a result of an extreme case of low blood sugar, which <laughs> is just entertaining. Um, and f- for someone who, As a child with diabetes, I know uh, extreme low blood sugar would result in someone passing out um, and not going into a rage. So uh, that that joke is just funny in the fact that it would do the exact opposite. Uh, So as the show continues here, because of Jessica turning into She-Hulk and saving the day, She's instantly famous, you know, fame just, you know, skyrockets. Obviously, there is people and reporters and such in the courtroom. So it's all over the news. Um, People are talking about it. The news is, you know, mentioning that people have dubbed her She-Hulk, which Jessica is not a fan of. She scoffs at the name, um, especially being just a female derivative of the Hulk. Um, which is kind of uh, you know it's it's look she Hulk has never been the greatest name, but and the fact that they're kind of pointing the that out is is entertaining. Uh, Jennifer and Nikki head to their favorite uh, you know lawyer hangout bar, where she or Jennifer is received to you know standing ovation. People are. Um, they to see her. They're you know they're chanting She-Hulk, She-Hulk, She-Hulk. Um, and before they go into the bar, Nikki to, uh, tells her to transform into She-Hulk because that's you know, what they're looking there to see. So Jessica goes into you know as as She-Hulk while in the bar. Um, you know they're drinking, they're talking. Uh, Dennis from episode one, the kind of slime ball. Uh, co worker uh, takes his shot he uh, berates a foe for uh, using uh, super you know berate, um, he berates her for using superpowers to drum up publicity and you know and exits because you know he's a jerk and they're doing a really good job of making him you know a very over the top uh, jerk. So as they continue to to drink at the bar and Jessica's just getting all of this attention, but she's not a big fan of it because you know it's attention because she she hawk more than being Jessica Walters. And you know, she you know, she gets, she's not excited about the prospect of being a superhero. Um and she even mentions, you know, people ask, "Are you gonna be an Avenger?" And she's like, "Nah, the Avengers don't offer healthcare, et cetera, et cetera." Uh, and so, you know, it's it's not for her. As they are in the bar, her boss uh, appears and asks, you know, a pretty tipsy She-Hulk to, you know, to transform into Jennifer. Which, upon doing so, obviously makes the alcohol hit her that much harder, and then he fires her because, um, because now the and she's a liability essentially to the law firm. She's going to be unwanted, um, you know, uh, attention you know to uh, the district attorney's office. So now. Despite the new fame to Jessica which the average person would probably be, you know, excited for, she is unemployed. So the next, so following is a pretty much a montage of Jessica trying to to find work because she is a really good attorney, but unfortunately every law firm feels the same way. She is a, a liability um, as a superhero as a known superhero you know. Known superpower being, we really can't call her superhero, uh, but a known superpower being, she is a potential liability. They are thinking that you know, if she saves the day, that's going to be a you know cause um, unfairness amongst you know jurors or whatever. Um, so just because you know she she not only lost her job, but now she can't find a new job. So. She's feeling a bit down and she ends up going to a to her parents' home for a family dinner. At this family dinner we meet her you know, her mother, her father Morris, uh, you know, played by Mark Lynn Baker from Perfect Strangers, which was a very pleasant surprise uh, to see. Uh, you know, eighties uh, and early nineties kids are probably really uh, pleasantly surprised to to see Marklyn Baker. Uh, we meet her her brother who just got promoted at Best Buy. As he's gloating about his promotion to manager at Best Buy. And of course, her mother Elaine, uh, trying to set up her daughter uh, with a date uh, from with some dude at like a coffee shop or something like that. And what's really entertaining to me. Um is that you know this is this was just uh I' I'll go into that later. Um, so as we as we continue to recap uh everyone is cool with Jessica being a hulk because you know, hey, this isn't the first Hulk in the family, so like no one's making that big of a deal about it. Morse uh, pulls Jessica into the garage where they have kind of a you know father daughter uh, chat. Um, Jessica, of course, expressing that she's upset she was forced to Hulk out um, in the courtroom, and decides to head to uh, you know a bar to to continue to drink away her sorrows. Um, as she's at this uh, at this bar, Holden Holloway. Uh, who is the head of a top firm, uh, approaches her and offers Jessica a job, um, which she accepts and demands that Nikki, her paralegal, be her paralegal, which Holden's like, yeah, I don't care. Um, So she's going to be now working for GLHK. And the next day, Jessica shows up, but... Holden's like, yeah, I hired She-Hulk. I, I, you know, I need She-Hulk and not Jessica Walters to lead my superhero division, uh, superhero law division. So she turns into She-Hulk, and uh, Holden takes her on a tour through the uh, the law offices. when she finally gets to, um, Oh, and here we have a, and again, because they they are frequent and important. We do get a fourth wall break, um, of Jessica complaining about the opportunity, uh, when they finally arrive at her office, you know, corner office with beautiful view, Nikki's already there. Um, and she expresses her excitement, not only that they're working, but they're going to be able to pretty much afford whatever they want. Um, a an existing attorney pug who comes in with a gift basket for jessica as well as directions to the best bathroom for pooping and jessica then is told that she has a case waiting for her and that she would be defending abomination um as a client and if she of course, expresses a conflict of interest because Abomination tried to kill her cousin, and Holloway, pretty much deadpan, tells her, "Well, if you don't take this case, you don't got a job." So, uh, you yeah, know, no option there. <laughs> the Jessica then um, goes to visit Emil Blonsky, A.K.A. the Abomination, and. She uh you know, so she arrives, you know, at at the prison. Uh Tim Roth is there as the abomination and where they have a conversation uh pretty much around what happened in the two thousand eight The Incredible Hulk. Um essentially that he was, you know, all known from the UK to the US government. They injected him with what turned him into the abomination and sent him to attack. Hulk, Uh, Blonsky reflects that you know he was he thought he was the hero. He thought he was doing just doing his job, and that he is you know he's a changed man. He writes haikus and wrote a haiku to each of his victims, and uh, he wants to be paroled and live with his seven uh, soulmates on a ranch in Montana or something of that nature, if my memory serves me correctly. Jessica, of course, is still ups, is still concerned with the conflict of interest, so uh, she kind of lets Blonsky know that she may or may not take the case. She gives uh, Bruce a call and they discuss the situation and Bruce is like, yeah, Blonsky wrote me a, a, a beautiful haiku and you know, that was all in the past, so it's all good. Um, so, it sounds like you want to take the job. You know, it's all good. And as the conversation ends, we see that Bruce is, as Smart Hulk, is in a Sicarian ship, and he's in space taking this call. Um, but apparently, he j- just crosses the line where the cell phone he's on no longer works, and the call gets cut off because, you know, he's deep in space. So... Feeling relief, Jessica takes, um, you know, feels good that she's going to take the case um, and defend Emil Oblonsky And she advises Holloway that she is going to take the job and that she believes that they have a, uh, a chance. So, as, uh, you know, that she's going to you know, do her best, give her all, you know, that type of rah-rah. And, of course, and at the end, um, Holloway's like, hey, you might want to turn on your TV. She turns her TV on, and there we see the clip of Abomination and Wong uh, fighting from Shang-Chi. To, of course, to which Jessica's like, oh, yeah, that, that sucks because that throws obviously a big hamper in defense that this guy has changed. It looks like he escaped to, to do some random, uh, you know, uh, underground cage fighting. And then we get to the credits. We have a post credit scene where we see um, back to the family dinner where, where Jessica, is, as she Hulk, is doing, you know, odd jobs around the house. Um, which I thought was entertaining because that's exactly um, what I would imagine would happen. She's, uh, you know, hanging a TV for her dad, um, carrying, you know, a lot, carrying the uh, carrying water, you know, those really big uh, self, um, those, those, the water coolers you see at offices and stuff. She's carrying like four of those, um, lifting up the back of a truck so that her brother can change tire. You know, things like that, that uh, any parent would do, have their kid do if they, you know, became a Hulk. So that's a recap of, of episode two. And um, like I said with my rating, I gave this episode a five out of six. Because this episode was was good. Um, and, in, and it's fun. You know, it's got its comedic um, points. And... It's also got um, it reminded me of the She-Hulk run, the 2004 She-Hulk Run. So there were some differences, um, obviously, between the book and this, uh, this episode. but some of the, the vibes, some of the beats, you know, are, are similar. they're, they're familiar. Um, so if you, if you haven't read. The uh the She-Hulk two thousand four run. Uh, episode I'm uh, not episode, um, issue number one is the one pretty closely related to the first two episodes. Um, in how except for there's some some flippage here. Um in the books, She Hulk's already an Avenger. Um, where here, obviously she she is not and she, and in the books, she operates, mostly lives her life as She-Hulk. So, like, uh, she, she wakes up in bed with uh, an underwear model. But when she wakes up, she's Jennifer Walters. And she's like, oh, no, he's going to be like, oh, he went to bed with She-Hulk. But then he woke up next to Jennifer Walters, next to this. So, she, you know, doesn't want to be seen as Jennifer Walters. Uh, she tries her cases as you know as she Hulk uh, and this just is existing primarily um, as she Hulk and, and in the and in the issue um, she is actually trying a case against uh, Holden Holloway in uh, GLkh and during that trial she impressed him very much like, the episode she does lose her her job she's fired because she's become a, a potential liability the case that she won ended up being the decision of being overturned because in the middle of the trial she had to leave for a vengeance emergency help save the world and they thought the jury might have been swayed because she just recently saved the world so there was a GLK and H got a mistrial as a result of that. So, because of that, um, she's let go. And also, because being very she-hulky, she's, out of, she's a bit out of control in the books. Um, her boss is like, Yeah, also, you know, you uh, crushed one of the copiers taking pictures of your butt. And she's like, How did you know that was me? And he's like, It's a color copier, Jen. So, you know, there are color copies of her green butt, which is is funny and is very She-Hulk, which I think they're building up to that type of humor uh, in the show. So, the book uh, differs in she's mostly She-Hulk, where here she's mostly Jennifer Walters. Um, G, L, K, and H makes her the offer, and they want her to be She-Hulk all the time where, in the comic, Holden Holloway approaches her at the bar and says um, that he wants Jennifer Walters on his team, not She-Hulk, because She-Hulk is a flighty, free-spirited adventurer, and he wants Jennifer Walters who's a sharp attorney with a keen-focused mind to lead um, his superhuman law division. So... Similarities are there, um, but it is a direct flip from how the book is, which I which I didn't. I don't mind. Uh, it's uh, different universe. It's not a big deal. Going, you know, flipping that part of of the story around. So that that part is cool. Then. And we, uh, then we uh, we're, were introduced to pug who is um I didn't think they'd uh, bring in a guy that uh that was that clean cut um, because of how pug is drawn he's drawn to be a taller stockier guy um I, I thought they I thought the guy they they brought in they cast is a a little bit of a pretty boy, but, you know, it's cool. Um, one thing that I was kind of hoping the show would do that, they, that the books did was to have other uh, powered beings or entities working there um, as part of the superhuman law division. And they may pull some other people in um that's still a possibility they may build to it um so i'm not losing i don't, I don't have completely lost hope in that and, and obviously the comics can can do that a bit more because they have so many characters that are already known about to to throw in there um, like the books have um awesome andy the android uh in working there as like an intern uh, which is funny because um, he was a creation of uh, Mad Thinker, and you know, so he was a being controlled by Mad Thinker. He was an evil robot, but he's obviously you know just uh, does what he's you know told essentially. And there's also um, Ditto, a resident shapeshifter, um, that's a part of G L H, and K. So that that stuff is entertaining in the book, and I'm hoping again that they may be able to throw some or just introduce some characters here and there um, that will add to the quirkiness of a superhuman law division um, and also add to some of the, the comedic beats that the show uh, wants to, to be on. So as, uh, as the episode goes on, and we're into, you know, her her family life. I think the family life part of this show is, is great. Uh, again, like I said, it was great to see, you know, a, f- a flashback to the past. Um, and I thought the scene was very realistic. You know, you have family trying to be, being family, trying to be supportive to someone who lost their job. Um, is having a, you know, a hard time but you want to be you know you want to be comfortable you want to you know give uh, everybody just a place to to feel warm and to feel comfortable at uh, as much as possible um and everyone you know is trying to not talk about the elephants the elephants in the room that obviously obviously she lost her job and um which the family was warned but of course her brother mentions it and but um and also that she's a Hulk because, you know, the point is to talk about anything but that because she doesn't need to dwell in the things that are, are bothering her. So that scene was just, you know, was fun. Obviously, you know, she's an you know, attractive single young woman. So, you know, the, the stereotypical mom's trying to fix her up with, uh, with a guy. Um, you know, the self-centered brother mentioning his promotion, even though a promotion to Best Buy doesn't sound like much. Uh, you know, especially compared to someone who was a, a hot shot assistant DA. Um, you know, when you're not working, any job sounds good. So, you know that you know him not thinking, him not being considerate to her feelings. Very, you know, you know family sitcom. You know, vibe fits that perfectly, and you know the understanding father trying to do what he can to, to help his, his daughter, um, you know, what was, was fantastic. And, you know, it was just very believable. Um, Mark Lynn Baker did a great job in the short screen time he had, uh, as a concerning father, concerned father, uh, for his daughter. And then tying that into the end credit scene, that's, right up <laughs> right up the alley as far as what uh, a father would do was like hey you know what i need some help around here um you know it sounds like she hadn't been home in a bit and uh hey you you know why would she say no she can do all these things that she couldn't do before obviously this, his son's not able to do them to the same degree so uh you know, have jessica bring in some water and lift up a car so they can take care of the tire and etc but a very very believable um you know, and realistic to a point, obviously it's comedic, but realistic to a point um, of, a, of a family dinner that's held essentially to try to make someone feel better. So that I thought that was a very sweet um, beat to, to the show. Uh, her, Jennifer's confliction on her feelings about Emil Blonsky um, I think was also a great part just to her desire to do the right thing as an attorney. Um, you know, as in respecting her cousin. And then, of course, the after all that relief and acceptance, um, I thought it was funny, even though it was a little telegraphed, that they, you know, showed Abomination being pretty much escaped from prison to, to do this fight. And, you know, it's like, how are we going to explain that he, you know, how do we explain the man was in? What was he in? Hong Kong? I don't remember where that fight took place. Um, it was somewhere. It was somewhere in Asia. It was not in the United States in the prison where he was supposed to be. Um, so that you know that that wrinkle uh, was a great segue to to end the episode um, and see what comes next in episode three. So really fun. I wish there was, you know, so much more to these episodes. Like a solid full 30 minutes would be dope. I don't understand why and not, this is not just Disney plus, um, but I don't understand why Disney, Hulu, Netflix, anytime they're creating these sitcoms uh, for streaming services. And especially if you don't have commercials, why, why are we not Come on, give us, can you give us a full 30 minutes? It's, 22 minutes, 24 minutes. It's, it's not, this is not made for, t- like, this is never going to be on television. It's not going to be broadcast on television, so why would you need it shorter to fit within a 30-minute time slot when you don't have commercials? You know, we pay you every month, like, let's, let's get a full 30 minutes, like, please, and that would enhance and probably make these episodes six out of sixes instead of less than. Because you can give us a little bit more here, a little bit more there, you know. I don't, I don't get the runtime, but uh, I am curious on why, on what makes if they're going to show what makes this particular bathroom great for pooping. I it, it sounds silly, and especially because like poop jokes rarely ever do anything for me. Um, but I did find that just oddly funny that he drew a map to where the best bathroom for pooping is, and then I'm assuming okay, well this has got to be either like a family bathroom or uh the bathroom anyone can use it it's not a men's room or a women's room um but what is great about that why is that bathroom so great for pooping that just that's just that's funny to me and i'm it also uh this episode also asked a question as far as where is hulk going um in the sicarian ship and you know, I'm and I'm always because you know where we are in phase four and the, uh, the you know the teas we get, the teases we got in other shows. Um, I'm looking for scrolls everywhere, so uh, I'm trying to find out if uh, you know if someone's a if someone random person is a scroll. I don't think I saw any in this episode, but you never know. We still have uh, I think four other episodes to go, so. We'll see if we if I think anybody's a scroll in the upcoming episodes. That is, will conclude my review of episode two of She-Hulk. So that's our recap and review. Again, I ranked this episode two five out of six. It's funny. Um, it's got you know good story beats, um, especially with the family aspect, um, the lows and highs of being unemployed to getting, you know, a fantastically great paying office job to the resignation that you have to do something you don't exactly want to do to have that job and whether you embrace it uh, or reject it. And I think, uh, you know, they they continue to do a great job. Tatiana Malsani continues to be very convincing as Jennifer Walters, which I knew she would be. Um, as an orphan black fan, uh, I knew she would be fantastic because, she is a fantastic actress. So this show has continued to be very enjoyable, and uh, I'm looking forward to what episode three has to bring. Again, I would love to hear your thoughts on episode two of She-Hulk. Share them. Either in the comments on this post, which will be posted on on Facebook or within your podcasting app of choice, you can also engage in conversation uh, around She Hulk or any sports or geek related topic within the Jeek Nation community on Facebook. You can just search Jeek Nation, like our page, and join our community where you will find tons of like minded, fun, enjoyable people talking a lot of smack, sharing memes, and just having a good time. So that's going to conclude this episode of the original jig podcast that is here to bless your earballs. Again, I am your host, the one, the only original Jeek Rocky Mr. Magic. And I want to thank you on behalf of myself, my co-host unique DNA. We want to thank you for listening. And we could not do this show. We couldn't do it without you who continue to support us. Please continue to rate and review the show on your podcasting app of choice. We are findable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and more. And if you can't find us, let us know at jignation at or message us on Facebook at jignation. And until next time, peace. I make an entrance, so backward. Ah, oh, come on, for me. Oh yeah. Wow, slow down. Wow, speed up. This is DJ What and you're listening to the original Jeek Podcast.